0: And welcome to Brilliant Business Moms, a podcast all about helping brilliant women just like you to build a business on the side while spending time with their families. I'm your host, Beth Ann Schwamberger, and we're going to have a great time together. Let's get started. So today on the show, I'm so excited to welcome Laura Clark of WholeFoodNanny.com. Laura is a busy mom to three crazy cute kids and wife to Mr. Clark. And her site, WholeFoodNanny, is dedicated to helping your family create healthy eating habits. She's got to focus on eating less processed food, especially sugar, and eating a lot more whole foods, which I got to admit, I, I totally need some help with this. So I am excited to pick Laura's brain and learn more about how we can easily make healthy eating part of our family's life. So welcome to the show, Laura. Thank you so much, Bethany. I'm so
1: happy to be here.
0: Great. So we are going to talk a little bit more about how you started and grew your business. But first, because I know that you have so much knowledge around healthy eating, and this is something that I think so many moms struggle with, making healthy eating part of our daily lives, particularly having our children enjoy healthy eating. What kind of tips do you have for um, busy moms for, you know, just staying healthy and keeping their families healthy?
1: Well, I think that there's a lot of things, but honestly, I think one of the biggest things that we can do to keep our families healthy when it comes to food is eating mostly whole foods instead of eating the processed foods. And let me tell you what I mean by that. I, just, I mean, getting away from those packaged items at the grocery store, which seems totally impossible, but our family has found over time as we have focused more on whole foods, which are Basically, the foods that come from our earth, they're foods that are nutrient-dense, so they have the nutrients that make our body feel good and work properly, versus the processed food that contain chemicals and artificial colors and artificial flavors that just kind of disrupt everything that's going on in our body, which which ends up with lots of health issues, which is why there's so many health issues occurring right now. But I think that, yeah, the number one thing I would say is to really focus on eating a whole foods diet compared to eating a diet rich in the processed foods
0: gotcha so i would love to hear from you Laura just some some quick ideas for how i could maybe trade out some of the snacks and those things that i want to grab all the time because they're quick and easy and i want to grab for my son all the time because they're quick and easy but i know all of that processed stuff is in there how do i like get rid of that without spending hours, I guess, in the kitchen making like all natural
1: granola bars
0: and things like that. Oh my gosh.
1: Like I know. <laughs> no, it's true. Okay. Well, there's a couple, couple of things. First of all, in our family... We found that if we just keep it really simple. So if you want a snack, you grab a banana or apple and it doesn't get simpler than that. I feel like that is just as simple as grabbing something out of the pantry that's in a package and opening it. So if you're opening a bag of processed mini muffins or whatever, and not only will you feel fuller from eating the whole food, you will also get nutrients, especially for your kids to help you grow and, and feel good inside rather than having that processed food, which a lot of it is so, is so full of sugar.
0: That is so true. And I have to say too, I, now that my son's older, I can easily hand him like, an actual apple. Like, I don't even have to slice it up. I can just be like, here you go, eat the apple. And the other day I was doing this myself. I grabbed an apple out of the fridge and just ate it, you know, whole. And I was like, this is actually so enjoyable. It like tastes better than cutting it into the little slices. And then they, (laughs) you know, get a little brown over time and stuff like that. So it's, I don't, it's just funny that like, it's such a simple thing, but yeah, just yeah. eat the whole apple.
1: <laughs> yes, and I just want to say one other thing that saves me in the kitchen because because I have to tell you, Bethan, and I don't even know if anybody knows this about me, but I don't like to cook. It's not something that like gives me pleasure. It gives me pleasure to feed my family healthy food. That gives me pleasure, but but to be in the kitchen just cooking, that's not fun to me. And so I'm all about like not spending your day in the kitchen. So there's little tricks that you can do to save your time. And one thing that I always do is to make sure I always cook in bulk. So if I'm making a batch of muffins, which I my ingredients in muffins would be very different than what you'd buy at the store or even a traditional recipe, just because there's way less sugar and I'm using whole grains and things like that. But When I do that, I make it in bulk so that I can put some in the freezer and that way it's not a, I make muffins and they're gone in a day. So instead I can pull them out and throw them in lunches or they can have it for a snack when they get home from school. And I also do, we'll do soups. So I always cook my soups in bulk, which we have soup at dinner time at least twice a week just because we love soup. But, and then I'll put it in mason jars and freeze it and then pull it out in the morning and put it in their lunch. You know, I'll defrost it first. And so there's little tricks like that that you start getting the hang up, hang up because you don't want to spend your life in the kitchen. And so, and another thing is my dinners aren't gourmet, like they taste good, but it's got to be simple because I can't spend all day in the in the kitchen. And another big thing is to always get your kids involved. Not only does that teach them the life skills, but it saves you tons of time, like saves you so much time. If you're having them set the table help with dishes, cut the carrots, whatever. And of course, all things age appropriate.
0: Yeah, (laughs) that makes sense for sure. Love those tips. I really should be doing a lot more soups for dinner because yeah, I love them. Why am I not doing more soups? You can throw so many veggies into that one. So
1: Yeah, so I think sometimes it's just us lacking the – lacking the creativity or the knowledge of how to make things simpler in the kitchen. So you're not spending so much time and then that way things will go smoother. And I think that's one way where you can get connected with whether it's with my website or or somebody else who does something similar and you can, you can gain some of those tips and start putting it into practice yourself.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I have to say, your blog is awesome. You just have so many great recipes and great ideas for trading out the processed stuff and the sugar for the healthy stuff. So yeah, everybody for sure check out Whole Food Nanny. (laughs) Thank you. So I know, Laura, that you say, and I know this is something I struggle with all the time. I think a lot of moms struggle with it, which is energy, just feeling exhausted all the time. And you say that the number one culprit that steals our energy is sugar. So I would love to have you talk more about that and and teach us kind of what we can do to to get our energy back.
1: Yes, it really is. Over the last two or three years, my husband and I have really been dialing in on our sugar intake. But let me be clear here, because there's definitely some some confusion out there as to what is sugar. And the sugar I'm specifically talking about here – in fact in this whole podcast is the added sugars it's not the sugars that come from fruit it's not the sugars that come from from dairy i'm specifically talking about the sugars that get added into things whether you're adding it in or or a factory is adding it in wherever it gets added in that's that it's that white sugar the the corn syrup and all those artificial sweeteners and things like that so yeah that is definitely a huge one And we have found as we have basically eliminated that white sugar out of our diet. We feel so much better on so many levels. I mean, not just energy. And I, I do, I do want to be honest here that being a mom, you obviously are going to feel tired a lot anyway, because you're either up through the night with a sick kid like I was last night, or uh-huh. you're, no, no, or you're like, or you're, you're just busy. You know, this is the time of our lives where we are just, we're hustling, whether you have a job or not, like you're hustling. And so you feel tired a lot of times, but a lot of that can come from over consuming sugar. And I cannot tell you how big of a difference I feel from when I used to, sugar was, sugar's is my weakness. And so I, I totally get those, those people who just have to have sugar all the time, like who have to have a dessert after every meal. Because it's addicting. It's crazy addicting. And I will say that I'm absolutely addicted, or I was addicted to that white sugar. And... There's just amazing benefits that come from when you remove it. Now, I'm not saying to remove added sugars completely because I don't think that's realistic either, but I'm talking about doing the cooking with the cups full of sugar and and eating the processed foods because 90% of that processed foods in the grocery store has added sugar. So when you're consuming a diet full of that processed food, that added sugar adds up really quickly. But I think I'm getting off, off target here. But I, I just want to say that when, when you really cut back those added sugars, uh, you will notice how great you feel. And I'm not going to say immediately you're going to feel great. In fact, you might feel, you might feel worse the first couple of days because you'll notice that you have withdrawals. And that's when, that's when it really, yeah, that's when it really kicked in for me. Like, oh, this isn't cool. No, no. You're not playing this game with me. <laughs> and I realized I did not want that in my life. Now, I still have sugar. I don't I don't have it every day, but I still have it, but it's in a really small quantity. And I also use other sweeteners that are more natural, and they don't have the same effect on me. Now, I'm not saying they don't mm-hmm. raise my blood sugar or anything like that if I eat a whole bunch of it, but I'm saying that it's not the same as the highly processed Sugars, like the, the most highly processed sugar is white sugar. In fact, the last stage of them processing that sugar is bleaching it. It's about an, it's like an eight or nine step phase from the sugar cane or sugar beet that it started out as. And so it's just, and and when, when it just reaches your body, your body is, your, your blood sugar goes crazy. And honestly, one of the really great things that we are a huge fan of is how our kids behave better. I know that sounds crazy, but they just they just react and are better people and feel better inside when they don't have it. So that's our experience.
0: Yeah. And I, I have to say, I don't think that's crazy at all. I know a lot of, I have a lot of friends who say like, oh, my kids are like total messes <laughs> when mm. they have too much sugar. <laughs> I haven't I haven't noticed that as much in my son, but I still – it's one of those, like, when I hear you talk about – there's this 11-step process between, like, where it comes off the sugar cane to, like, it getting to our mouths, and that that alone kind of grosses me out, and, like, in the fact that, like, they're bleaching this. <laughs> I know. And, yeah. It's like, oh, that makes me want to, yeah, get rid of the sugar
1: right there, and <laughs> – and give Holden a lot more, a lot more apples. <laughs> yes, yes, and a couple things I wanted to say is first of all, so when we do when we do add sugar to things, so for example, I do add in a little bit bit of honey into my into like muffins or my baked goods or whatever. Our palate has changed, so we taste sugar really easily. So I don't need to add. You know, if it calls for a cup, I'll usually half it and I use honey. But there's also, you know, sometimes they'll have like bananas in there that also help sweeten it and things like that. And also another thing is when you start pulling back your sugar a whole lot, if you have sugar like you used to, you'll notice how it makes you feel because your body's not used to it then. So for example, when my kids go to grandma's house... They're not used to having sugar, but, but then, but then they get a whole lot. And I can tell you they are total grouches and they fight and they argue and they're, and they're dramatic and they, and then they'll crash and they get sleepy. I mean, it's just the same as adults, but I'm just saying as you begin pulling it back, you'll notice more how sugar really affects you.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's so true. Okay, so I'm. I feel like I'm. I'm sold. I need to quit sneaking chocolate during uh, afternoon quiet time, and add in a little more fruit. I am. I'm really happy to hear Laura that you said like for your family and what you recommend that it's not cutting all sugar, like, it's not cutting all those natural sugars. You're just saying, like, get rid of all the processed stuff. Because I I totally agree with you that I see a lot of advice out there that's, like, are these really strict diets where it's literally, it's, like, no sugar. Oh, so, like, I know. get rid of all the fruit. And it's, like, that's the one healthy food I enjoy, <laughs> you know? No, no. So,
1: Definitely. Those fruits are so good for you. And that sugar is combined with such, fi- with, with fiber and so many phytonutrients that all of that kind of, all of that synergy goes together and your body just digests it so different than eating something that has added sugar.
0: Okay. That's good. To, yeah. That's great to know. Is there anything else you want to add to like our discussion on like healthy eating and all that?
1: Well, there's one other thing I wanted to point out is that we've been talking about these added sugars and lots of times people just think it's the brownies or the chocolate or, or the sugar cereals. And actually I just want to point out that in processed foods, there is, there is sugar added into 90% of it at the grocery store. So I'm not talking about just the desserts. I'm talking about your flavored yogurts. I'm talking about your spaghetti sauce and even crackers. So it's in these really inconspicuous places and breakfast drinks or your protein shake powder, things like that. And so while it may not seem very much, But when you consume that stuff all day long, and let's not even say you have your brownie, but when you consume that stuff all day long, oh, it adds up fast. And in fact, I just closed the sugar course that I was offering where I demonstrated a healthy with quotation marks around it, a healthy diet where it it added up to quadruple the amount of recommended sugar just from these packaged food items that oftentimes we think are healthier options, but they're still very processed and they still have that added sugar in them.
0: Gotcha. Okay.
1: But I don't have, I used to have a free sugar course and I was excited to share that, but I do have a unprocessed grocery list for mainstream grocery stores that I feel like is a great start to kind of knowing what foods don't have those added sugars. And you can get that at geteatingclean.com. Okay. Yeah, that would just be my unprocessed grocery list and it's, you know, it's just for it's no weird items, it's just all the stuff you could find at your mainstream grocery store.
0: Oh, good. And that helps too because I got to be honest, like I I don't have the extra time to hit up Whole Foods or, you know, even like the budget. Uh-huh. For, yeah, sometimes those high ends, yeah.
1: Yeah. And that's another thing that I feel like I, I tried to emphasize on my website is that I'm not going out there to whole foods. First of all, it's too far away for me. I'm just shopping at your commercial grocery stores and you can still do it. So
0: awesome. Okay. So Laura, I have to ask related to, you know, the foods that we don't think have a lot of sugar in them. I have to confess I'm I love yogurt. I probably have yogurt every day. I am sure that the yogurt I'm choosing has way too much sugar. So do you have any quick tips on that? Like what can I do instead that would be
1: a better yogurt choice? Absolutely. So yogurt itself, because it's dairy, has natural occurring sugars in it. But the problem is, is that these processed yogurts have a ton of added sugars that the, that the companies are just adding in on their own. And so the brand that is the most natural is, is Stonyfield. And I buy the plain kind. And I buy full fat because I figure that if I am buying it full fat, then I know that it's less processed than Mm -hmm. buying the low fat. Because when you start doing things like that, you're taking away its natural form. And so I always check on the back of the nutrition label to see where it says sugars. And that's where I can tell if they're adding in sugars or not. So I can check at the ingredients label for names of sugar in that. And I can also check the nutrition facts where it says sugar and it says how many grams when you buy like vanilla. So even Stonyfield has a vanilla flavored yogurt. It's loaded with sugar and be mindful of the serving size with, with the sugar. Cause it's not just saying, you know, there's five grams of sugar in the whole container, right? It's usually five Mm -hmm. grams and a half a cup or something like that. But just becoming aware of decisions like that and staying away from Especially those yogurt tubes. Those are, those are the highest processed yogurt that's out there.
0: Oh, gotcha. Okay. And then, any advice for someone like me who I bet if I went to like the Plain Stonyfield yogurt, I would probably feel sad because yes. it wouldn't taste <laughs> right to me. It's so I true. I could, yeah. What could I add in myself that I can feel better about?
1: Okay. So no doubt I add in I add in maple syrup to my kids' yogurts. I will do that or I'll add in a berry sauce that I make that's made from oh. like frozen berries. And then I just put it on the stove and warm it up and then kind of puree it a little bit. And put it in, and I and I usually only have that after we eat waffles or something. So it's not like I just always have that in my fridge. But I feel like when you have a product that you know is clean and good and natural, I like to be in charge of being able to know how much sugar I put in it, and so and not only just the sugar, the type of sugar. And uh, and it eliminates all those other chemicals that they're also putting in. So I just buy the most natural form. And if I want to make that yogurt a dessert, I can rather than being kind of ignorant and unknowing to what they're doing to my yogurt and how it's negatively impacting my health.
0: Sure. That makes sense. So Laura, I would love to get into how you started Whole Food Nanny and, you know, what made you decide to turn your your passion for healthy eating into a business.
1: Sure. So, let's think about this. I actually I was really getting into working out and that was really fun for me and I was listening to podcasts while I was doing it. And so, I started listening to Shalene Johnson's Confidence Club, or I don't remember what it's called. And it was just talking about, you know, becoming the best you and a a little bit about business, but she actually has a separate podcast for that. Anyway. So then I started listening to her uh, other podcast called Build Your Tribe. And then I just started thinking, Oh my gosh, I should totally do this just as something I enjoy and hopefully can make a little money from it. And just, it can be what is for me. I, I personally feel like every mom who's a stay at home mom needs something for themselves, whether, whether that is a crazy hard workout every day or whether that's, or whether that's having a blog or, or something else. And so for me, I always like to have something for myself. And before it was this, it was teaching Zumba fitness. (laughs) And so I, I quickly realized, well, my whole last like, seven years or six years of my life has been so focused on food because of my daughter. And my daughter, her health really struggled when she was about two or three with just all kinds of the common things you hear all the time, like food allergies. She had peanut dairy and eggs. Food allergies, and she had mm. asthma. Like she had really bad asthma. Like we were spending nights in the hospital. She had cr- she had ear infections. We eventually had to get tubes for that. And she was having sorry, it's not all coming to me really quick. Oh, another big one was she she got a stomach ache after just about every time she would eat. So. Kind of seeing that and realizing after we'd seen lots of doctors and specialists and they didn't really know, in fact, they told me it was a pooping problem. We can talk about that, right? We're all moms.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. And, there.
1: <laughs> and, and and I just knew as a mom, I just knew. I mm-hmm. I just knew no, it's not. It's it's not because of that. She's she's doing just fine there. And so then I started just researching online, okay, you know, what what can I do to help her? And I just saw As I researched more and more, I saw that this was a diet problem and we were junk food addicts. Like, yeah, we might have a salad here and there at our at our dinner, but like we just ate processed food a lot. I mean, the Pop-Tarts, the granola bars that you buy in boxes, the refined oils and grains and things like that. So anyway, we started pulling that out of her diet and we saw amazing results in her health. And because of that, we realize how important the food that you eat affects your body. And even if it's not affecting you right now, there will come a time when you have a lifestyle for so long where it catches up to you. So generally, you know, it can be 20 or 30, however many years you've had a crappy diet or whatever. For her, it's just right out of the gate, right? Right after she was born. But. So anyway, I had a period of two really intense years of trying to help her and kind of reverse a lot of the problems she was happy, having. We saw a lot of great results. And so we just continued to do it as a family. It was definitely not something that we just isolated. This is your diet, Caitlin. You know, this is what you have to do. It was more, it was more, okay, our family has to make this change and we do it because we love her and we're not going to have her do it, do it alone. So that's when we really started diving in. Actually, it's mostly me. I'm the one who mostly cooks in our family since my husband's at work. And it just made such a huge difference. And that's when I realized, okay, well, if I want to do some kind of business, this is what I know a lot about. And I could probably maybe possibly help other people who want to get away from the confusion of what is really healthy and and to make something that Uh, feels more like it would be sustainable for their family and something that feels possible and rather than doing any kind of extreme diet for 30 days and then you're done and then you gain all your weight back or whatever. So that's kind of where how all that began. It was just because it was really what I felt like I knew a lot about and I still am researching and learning about it today.
0: Right. And I have to say, Laura, I love that you're a real mom like a lot of us out there and you just took what you knew you took your personal experience and your personal expertise in an area and now you're helping other moms and other families because i have to say that you know i've we've actually seen a nutritionist before for my son holden when he was younger he well he's still teeny tiny but they're not quite as concerned anymore about him gaining weight and things like that but it was always a little bit irritating to get advice from someone who Was not a mom and didn't understand, you know, like, Mm -hmm. yeah, like here's what, here's what a real child will eat or here's what our real life looks like. So I just think that it's insanely helpful when another real mom shares like, Hey, I'm busy and stressed out too, but these are changes that I've been able to make. And these are, these are accessible strategies that, that you can use to be healthier.
1: Yeah, I, that's awesome. And I also want to point out how it's just making teeny changes. Like with when you're dealing with a lot of people like a family, oh, you can't just like jump all in. We're only eating whole foods. Like that would just devastate everybody yeah. and would just be so not healthy on so many levels. But you can make small changes. And that's what Well, with Kate, with Katie, we really kind of dove in, but the rest of us, it was just making small changes along the way. And, you know, whether it's we're going to drink a green smoothie every day or every other day, that would be a huge benefit to your health or making the change of, you know what? I, I really feel strongly that Oreos are not good for us. Instead, we're going to have this and just making replacements for things and doing it slow and steady. And that is the ultimate best strategy to uh, getting your family on board with eating healthier and noticing how it makes them feel so that they can feel healthier. I think lots of people get – I think that we're kind of – we were – taught and raised to not listen to our body, but rather food is just what you eat to get full. But food is actually a relationship. Just like you have relationships with people, there's the healthy relationships and there's the toxic relationships or the unhealthy (laughs) relationships. And food is exactly the same way. And so you really want to get in tune with how your body feels when you're eating certain foods or If you notice your blood sugar spiking after you eat something, hey, you know, I can tell that's not so good for me. This actually makes me feel a whole lot better. You know, things like that.
0: Love that. So, Laura, I know you've created a course on your site around healthy eating. Can you take us through kind of your motivation to create that course and how you're able to take that from just an idea to something that you're able to sell and generate an income?
1: Absolutely. So, I first started out with, I did live video on Periscope, and I did like a beta course on there, and it was really successful. And I did the beta course by having people pay. I just had a link like in my bio to PayPal. And so I had a lot of people sign up, and I was so blown away by the response that I realized, oh, like this could actually really work and people could possibly really benefit from this. And so that's when I really started getting into my website and doing a course. And so I created a course on reducing your sugar intake, like we've just been talking about. And to do that, I initially... I had the idea and then I needed to outline everything because I wanted it to kind of be something that you build upon. You know, it's a you kind of really need to hold people's hand through the process as you're as you're teaching them something new and something that they've probably never even heard of before. So I created an outline and then I wrote up the different modules and this, and this course particularly, it was an email course and I was able to send out one email a day for like seven days and it, and it worked out really well. And, and I think that going back, I would throw in some live videos there, but yeah, it worked out really good.
0: That was so cool though, about using Periscope and people could just go on PayPal to purchase like a link right there. That's, Awesome.
1: It was the easiest thing ever just to have that link and they were able to just pay right then. Like there was no sales page. There was nothing, but people wanted it. And so that's how I knew there was a need. I do have a paid course and it's a course that kind of holds people's hand and takes them through a process of understanding what foods actually benefit and serve them compared to processed foods and what I did with that is I I outlined it and then I wrote up the modules. I recorded the modules cuz they are in video and audio format and there's lots of slides included. So I first did the recording and then I created slides to go with it. And then I purchased a place to house to house the the course. So I purchased the software. And that has that has turned out well. I feel like whenever you are starting a business. It's a lot of trial and error. So there's definitely things that I need to go back through now and tweak and refine and make better and take the feedback that I've gotten and make those changes. And so I've recently pulled that off my website so that I can make those changes and then put it back up. So it's done well. And I'm excited to make the changes to really help and yeah, help people even more.
0: I love that. And I, I have to admit, I do the same thing, Laura. I mean, I think I have a couple of courses and it's learning from those students and seeing what questions do they have all the time or what worksheets or extras would be so helpful to them. And then your product just continues to get better over time. I mean, it's, it's never going to be like a perfect done thing, but you know, it's great to get that feedback and just continue to
1: improve. Yeah, definitely.
0: So Laura, I'm curious, I know you said that initially you were making sales via Periscope and a PayPal link. Is that still the main way that you sell your course or are there other ways that you're able to make those sales?
1: No, the best tool I feel for whatever I'm doing and probably for a lot of other people is live video I think that live video just has a way of connecting with people that really can help you sell your product and just being real on there and telling them what they'll get and how it will help them. And so, yeah, doing live video, I think, has been the best for selling my courses and building my email list.
0: Oh, good point. Yes. I Now I have to admit, I don't do Periscope anymore, but I get on Facebook Live and I love to do webinars. And I think you're exactly right. I mean, there's just something so powerful about live video for connecting with your audience.
1: I agree. And I no longer do Periscope either. I'm doing Facebook Live and I think both platforms are great. I, I switched over to Facebook just because I felt like that's probably where most of my audience was so
0: yeah exactly so Laura I've learned so much from chatting with you today thank you for taking the time to share a bit of your wisdom and expertise with me and all of the brilliant business moms listeners as we wrap up we love to ask every mom who comes on the show this question do you have either a funny or an adorable mom moment that you can share with us hmm
1: (laughs) that's a good question (laughs) You know what's coming to my mind, and I don't even know if this is what you're looking for, but I I fixed my hair differently on Sunday going to church, and I just did my part not as far over just because I was feeling like, oh, I just need to do something new today, right? So I just fixed my hair differently. I go to church. I'm, like, not feeling confident <laughs> at all, and I'm like, my hair's weird today. Anyway, I come home, and as we pull in the driveway, I ask my daughter, I say hey, Katie, do you think that my hair looks good today? And she says, no, mom, it looked terrible. In fact, you should have asked me that before church. (laughs) I'm like, oh, you're brutally honest. (laughs) They
0: are. They are. It's, you know, honestly, if I want to know if I look good in an outfit, although my husband's pretty good being honest, but like if I want the real truth, I go to my son Holden. Like, he'll he'll give it to me straight.
1: <laughs> That's <was> so funny.
0: <laughs> well, Laura, thank you again for chatting with me today. And can you just tell everyone one more time where's the best place they can find you online?
1: Yes, they can find me at wholefoodnanny.com. And they can also get my free grocery list download at geteatingclean.com. I'm also on Facebook and Facebook Live. I'm most active there. Okay, great.
0: Thank you so much, Laura.
1: No, thank you, Bethany. This was fun.
0: And of course, now it's your turn to head out there and be brilliant.